0: Hi, welcome back to Hitler, Life of a Madman. Let's get started. When people ask you that if you had the chance to go back in time and kill Hitler as a baby and prevent the Holocaust, would you say yes? Well, if your answer to that is, heck yeah, I would. He was a monster. You should rethink that. What if instead you just raised him yourself, giving him love, attention, and the necessary tools to survive and thrive in life? Would that be better? Or is it better to just kill him, just in case? Well, today in my podcast, we are going to explore a little Adolf's childhood and see if there are any questionable things that his childhood had that would make you raise an eyebrow and think that maybe that's why he was such a messed up adult. Adolf Hitler was born on April 20th, 420, 1889 in the inn his father was working and living at. He was, by everyone's view, a nerdy little fellow with a personality ready to cause chaos he saw himself as a leader to his fellow male classmates and would lead them in tomfoolery such as releasing hundreds of cockroaches in the classroom which by the way is disgusting when rearranging the desks he was not a very good student academically either although later in life he will say he only did that so that he could convince his father that he was a better off as an artist in his home he was openly rebellious to his father always doing the exact opposite of what his father told him resulting in many whippings. His sister Paula, the only other sibling who has survived to adulthood, described him as a scrubby little rogue. I don't know why, but that description just hit me. It was almost a perfect way to describe him as a kid. I can just see him in my mind's eye, roughhousing in the dirt with the older boys like he was prone to do, and being the mastermind behind the best pranks his friends had ever seen. It always makes him seem normal, but normal he was not. He was thought to have an Oedipus complex with his mom because of how obsessed he was with her, even after her death. An Oedipus complex is defined as the complex of emotions aroused in a young child, typically around the age of four, by an unconscious sexual desire for the parent of the opposite sex and a wish to exclude the parent of the same sex. He hated his father and adored his mom. It was said that he carried a picture of her around on his person for the rest of his life after she died. Not much else is told of his childhood, besides the facts I had just given to you. But get ready, because in my next podcast, we're going to be seeing Adolf's rise to power and his developing hatred to the Jews. See you next time. Signing out, Katie Green. <coughs> Hi. Hi, welcome to another episode of Hitler Life of a Man-Man. I'm your host, Katie Green. We left off with seeing Hitler as a child and the beginning development of his character. Today I'll be talking about his adventures as a young adult, including the death of his mother, the rejection from art school, and his unfortunate rise to power. Let's get started. Hitler had an almost uncomfortably close relationship with his mother Clara. She protected him from his mean old father, and in return she got his almost slavish devotion to her. It was said that his mother was the only person he ever genuinely loved. When she died in 1907, it destroyed him. The doctor who was taking care of Clara said that in all his years of medicine, he had never seen someone grieve so hard as much as Adolf did for his mother. Even though the doctor was Jewish, he he thanked him profusely and even let him escape with his wife during World War II. During this traumatic time for Adolf, he also got some more devastating news. He was rejected from the Academy of Fine Arts of Vienna. His whole life, he wanted to be an artist, but now that he had no chance of that, what was he going to do? He decided to go to war. Because of his Austrian citizenship, he was put into the Bavarian army, where thus far he would spread his German nationalist ideas. He loved being in war so much that when he got injured by a bombshell to the leg in October of 1916, he wrote to his commander from his hospital bed, begging him to let him come back to war. In October of 1918, there was a gas attack that he got injured in, and while he was in the hospital, it was told to him by a pastor that Germany was defeated. Hitler, by his own accounts, became blind for a second time when he heard the news. He promised to himself then and there that he would be the one to save Germany. He wanted to stay in the army, so he was dispatched to the intelligence office and was sent to infiltrate the DAP party, or the German Workers' Party. He became attracted to the leader's anti-Semitic ideas, and was invited to join the party in September of 1919. So this part gets a little interesting. You can't say Hitler was stupid, because that is the exact opposite. He comes into power as Chancellor of Germany after becoming a citizen in January of 1933. In February of that same year, a mentally ill Dutchman set a small fire outside of an official government building. Hitler called it and I quote, a national emergency, because the government was threatened and passed the Enabling Act, which virtually put him in control of the entire country and everything in it. He slowly forced out the other parties of the government, like the communists and trade unions, so that his Nazi party was the only party to be in Germany. He was a powerful, hypnotizing speaker, and people flocked to him because of his raucous ideas of blaming the Jews for Germany's defeat in World War I. He made them the scapegoat for everything and the Germanic people lapped it up. In July of 1934, the president of Germany died, leading Adolf to become the Fur of Germany. What will happen now? Next time on Life of a Madman, we will be focusing on his most dreadful atrocity, the Holocaust. How did the people put up with this? How come no one helped? All this and more next time, Katie Green out. Hi, welcome to Hitler, Life of a Madman. I'm your host, Katie Green. Today we are going to focus more on his mass atrocity that we all know him for, the Holocaust. So anti-semitism was not coined by Adolf Hitler as we all believe. It was a term that was used back in the 1800s and even as far back as Bible times when the Roman authorities destroyed Jewish temples and forced them out of Jerusalem. The roots of Hitler's anti-Semitism are unclear, but in his published book, Mein Kampf, he describes a general European war where all the Jews are exterminated. Racial purity and spatial expansion were the main reasons for Hitler's rise to power, and the resulting death in over six million Jews and a total of 11 million people were the consequence. Beginning in late 1941, they started rounding up the people and transporting them to concentration camps. Though the Nazis tried to keep the mass extermination secret, that many people missing and killed were noticed, and eyewitnesses reported back to Poland about it. The Allies were harshly criticized after the war for not publishing and not doing something about this atrocity. The Jews and the like were sent to camps such as Auschwitz, with only the information that they were going to a camp to work. They had no idea that they were going to be suffering and dying by the millions in the next couple of years, and that over 1.1 million children would die by the hands of the Nazi regime. The most intensive Holocaust killing took place in September 1941 at the Babi Yar ravine just outside of Kyiv, Ukraine, where more than 33,000 Jews were killed in just two days. Jews were forced to undress and walk to the ravine's edge. When German troops shot them, they fell into the abyss. The Nazis then pushed the wall of the ravine over, burying the dead and the living. Police also grabbed children and threw them into the ravine. Along with persecuting Jews, the Nazis also rounded up gypsies, homosexuals, people of different political views, and the physically and mentally disabled. There was really no discrimination when it came to extermination. Adolf Hitler did not visit any of these camps. All he did was sign papers and tell people what they could do. This, to me, is cowardly. He let his people commit these atrocities, but he wouldn't visit these places or have an actual hand in this because he was a coward that did not want to face his own consequences. That is also why I believe he committed suicide. He was a coward that didn't want to face what he did to millions of people and face the punishment that he would endure. Would he have expressed guilt and remorse if he was forced to see all those children starving to death at the hands of his Nazis? If he had seen the babies being thrown into the air to be used as targets for shooting? He, by distancing himself from the camps, could also emotionally distance himself from all the death. A single death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. The Holocaust, however is still today in the hearts of millions, and always will be. Let's use this mass cruelty to learn for the future, to be self-aware when this thing starts happening again, because it will, and be able to stop it before it ruins millions of lives. Hey guys. Unfortunately, our time on this podcast has drawn to a close. And I want you to know that I have immensely enjoyed spending my time with you, exploring Adolf Hitler and his life. To see the monster that we all thought was Hitler be just a kid was incredible. I hope you got as much insight as I have about this enigma of a man. I hope your views have also changed somewhat. I'm not saying he wasn't a horrible man, but I'm saying to always dig deeper about that person's past, because sometimes they are not what they seem to be. Thank you, and goodbye for the last time. Katie Green, out.